Hello and welcome to the Modern Poetry and Translation podcast. I'm Claire Pollard, the editor, and today we're going to be discussing poetry in the shadow of COVID-19, talking to poet translators from our spring issue, which is called Clean Hands, Focus on the Pandemic in Europe. And both the issue and this podcast are generously sponsored by the European Cultural Foundation. Now, today I have with me uh, three guests. I have Astrid Alban, a poet, editor and translator whose latest book is Plainspeak, published by Prototype. Agnes Agboton, a multilingual storyteller from the Republic of Benin, who now lives in Spain. And she's a fabulous poet whose book of poetry is coming out with Flipped Eye, I believe, and has just won a Penn Award. And that's being translated by Lawrence Schimmel, who's here with us today, a ridiculously prolific and talented translator between Spanish and English. So we're very pleased to have these three guests with us. Um, they'll be telling us more about what they do and their work. Uh, but thank you all for joining us. And um, to start, I would just like to ask the question about really how has this last year been for you? How has this lockdown been for you? And particularly, as how has it impacted on you? as writers and translators. Um, Astrid, would you begin? Yes, sure. So um, the main impact of the pandemic has been, um, it's difficult actually, it's, a, it's been an interesting year. I thought initially that my life would not be affected very much because as a writer, certainly as a poet, I spent most of my writing life in lockdown. Um, but certainly after about a year of wondering why I'm not writing as much as I would like to, as I normally do, I think it's because it's, a, I keep thinking, would everyone please get out of my lockdown? So I feel <laughs> that my lockdown as a writer has somehow been invaded by people. So, um, and so that's one aspect of it. I think that's really affected the way I write. The, I'm very conscious of the world being in the same place as I am. And um, so I feel more watched in that sense than I'd like to be when I write, uh, which is in being, being absent. And then the other thing is that I love traveling and that's when really I start writing. It's when I'm on the move, when I'm sitting in a train and I can watch the world go by and that sets a rhythm, that starts a train of thought, that starts, that kicks for me, that's kickstarts the, the writing process often. And, um, and I've had to do with that, that too. Um, so um, yeah, not all good news, I'm afraid. I, that's, I think, yes, that's it. Really interesting, especially what you said about traveling being part of your creative process. Lawrence, you used to travel, every time I saw you, you were off to an airport. So how have you found this year in that sense? Um, I definitely, I miss the travel for two primary things. One is that I'm not, um, you know, by not attending uh, poetry festivals or book fairs, I'm not seeing the sort of far-flung book loving that is uh, such an important part of my life. So um, I'm definitely missing that. Um, I also have not, uh, I mean, certainly the early parts of lockdown here in Spain, we had um, very early on some of the worst, most intense cases um, and so also my husband happens to be a nurse at a, the intensive care unit of a, of a hospital. And so um, he's had to work as a frontline worker throughout the entire process. Um, and as a result, also, I've stayed home 
um, not just to not catch anything, but to also not transmit anything in case he brings something home from the hospital. Um, so I've had no social interaction um, pretty much for this past year. Um, the early lockdown, when we had the strictest lockdowns last year, um, back in March and April, especially, um, I found that I had really fractured attention span. Um, and so one of the things that I started to do to stop doom scrolling all the time was to turn my phone off and to turn to poetry. So I was able to concentrate in intense bursts, you know, by reading poetry, reading, um, rather obsessively, even if in this sort of intermittent way. Um, so, um, you know, even though it's been a year of little writing, um, I did wind up reading over 400 books last year between poetry Whoa. and fiction. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that was definitely something. And certainly for me, one of the things of not traveling has been that I've run out of <laughs> things to read. And, you know, by not being, uh, you know, traveling regularly to places with, a, you know, easy access to English speaking books. Um, it's costing me a lot more to read because I, I have to pay shipping costs for everything, which is usually more than the cost of the books, um, especially now that Brexit's happened. And so the cost of getting books from the UK, which used to be my source uh, within Europe, uh, has suddenly gone up. So I'm, I'm trying to find new sources in Ireland um, where the shipping is still reasonable. <laughs> um, anything coming from the States is, is prohibitive. <laughs> Um, the shipping costs from the US is is crazy. So, how oh, interesting! Yeah, <laughs> four hundred books though. Goodness, that is an expensive habit you've got there. Um, I've I've barely read anything because I've been kind of homeschooling all day and working all evening. It feels like I've hardly had a moment to. And I used to always read when I was commuting too, so I've lost that. Yeah. Um, and yes, could you tell us a bit about your year? How's the pandemic affected you in Spain? Bueno, lo digo en castellano, ¿no? Y porque en inglés, ¿no? Pues ha, ha sido un, bastante increíble, lo diría casi para mi modo de ver, un poco surrealista todo, ¿no? Además, um, no, estoy, no estoy en una ciudad viviendo, estoy en, el, en un pueblo de... de divino, donde hay muchas viñas y así, y entonces con la pandemia, pues la ausencia de gente en, en, a la vista me creaba como, como una angustia muy, muy, muy fuerte, ¿no? Casi casi ha sido con la pesca de, de, esta, de este festival Así casi era como arrancarme de, 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 de un sitio para despertarme un poco y tomar conciencia de lo que más, de tocar de pie a, a tierra, ¿no? Porque era, estaba bloqueada y no podía, no podía vivir y, y estaba ausente totalmente. Porque no, no entendía qué, pa qué, qué, qué pasa hasta este extremo, ¿no? Sí, para mí, lo que ha sido, ¿no? Okay, let me try and summarize everything. So she says that um, it was an incredible, uh, almost surrealist uh, year. Um, besides, she's not in a city, she's in a small town 
um, outside. So the the total absence of people, of seeing people, has been um, has created within her this uh, anguish, this anxiety um, that was very very strong. So she had been blocked. Um, she couldn't write for a long time. So participating. Um, in this project with the Window Swap project as part of the, the Stanza Festival was um, breaking a damper. It, it enabled, enabled her to um, have contact with the outside world in a way that um, broke the dam and let her write again. Wonderful, okay. Um, so you, everyone's been kind of blocked in a way then, I suppose. It sounds like this writer's block. Um, how do you feel before we kind of move on to the window swap project that um, was mentioned then, which we're going to talk about in a minute? Um, how do you feel about poetry about the pandemic? Dare I ask, as I've just <laughs> just put together a whole book about it. But um, I, I've heard a lot of people talking on Twitter and stuff, particularly prose writers, just thinking they just don't want to read about the pandemic. And it's like people go to fiction for escapism. It's the last thing they want to read is novels about the pandemic. They hope nobody's going to write any novels about the pandemic. Um, but it's also very difficult because of course, fiction is always, almost always set in a kind of contemporary now. How do you do that without mentioning the pandemic almost? Um, but I don't know, poetry, is it the same thing? Do you think people just don't want to read about the pandemic or do you think actually perhaps poetry is better suited for talking about this moment in many ways? Or have you tried to write any poems about about this moment? I, I haven't. I haven't tried to write about this moment, even though I'm very aware um, that it's most it will impact most likely um, poems that I write in the future. But it just I think some poets are um, very observational in the now and. Uh, whereas my own work is much more interested in um, poetry itself as an art form and playing with the form of things. So, but that will, I'm sure the pandemic will seep somehow into um, how I think about that because my experience of time has shifted during the pandemic. Mm. And when it started, I had a clear idea of um, the days, the weeks, the hours, um, and, and my place in that. And that has shifted. That's become much more, fe I'm feeling very much cast adrift on time mm. and uh, floating aimlessly in the doldrums of time. And I think, and that is also due to, as um, Agnes said, and Lawrence too, that feeling of, of isolation and being cut off um, both socially, but also from um, uh, listening to poetry live, uh, going mm. to festivals, events, either as a participant or as a visitor, and how how that anchors you both in um, in 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 the in the kind of in the in in for me at least. Oh, I've lost my train of thought, but that's, that's, you see, that's what happens during, I do, you know, that's what happens is I'm, I'm back in the doldrums, but it's, it's fine. It's so that's, I, so I would be very interested to read work that has come out of the pandemic. I don't know how other people feel about that. I think it's, it's, it's finding the time. Um, 
to process all of what's going on, I suppose. Mm. I think that's been sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. I was just saying, in some ways, I think, you know, we're all poets now. <laughs> you know, everyone's had to kind of sit in their house all day and kind of poets are often right about the moment as well, don't they? And that, you know, looking at the tulips on your table or looking at the seeds coming up in your garden or listening to the bird song and appreciating that that cup of coffee <laughs> like we've all had to kind of you know poets are almost very prepared for the lockdown I think good at this kind of living in the moment and um as well as having a kind of a craft <laughs> which lots of people have, have wanted this year whether that's making sourdough or whatever poets have already got that kind of way to make something beautiful while they're sat at home on their own and kind of occupy their hands as it were and their brains um I don't know where I'm going with that I I, I was amazed I, I mean I got sent amazing quotes from all around Europe really excited by the issue but a lot of it actually did fit into that I was quite excited when I saw something different like Jan Wagner's written some great poems about plagues years ago and and things like that or um there's a great poem about handshakes so that I was excited to see a different angle but mainly what I got sent were these very kind of traditional lyric poems where someone kind of sits in their room and you know looks at the laundry in the breeze or something <laughs> and has a profound thought because that's that's kind of what we've all been doing this year. I think that it's one of the things that's difficult about writing poetry about um, the pandemic is that we're still in it. That is, we, mm. we haven't finished it. And so, um, you know, I've seen a lot of um, pandemic diaries and I think that's maybe an easier form for, certainly when we were in the early stages of the pandemic um, to, you know, a sort of the poetics of, of taking note of the world around you, uh, the inner world or the outer world. But um, I think it's still hard you know, I mean, and, and it's interesting that you mentioned that a lot of people were comparing it to previous uh, plagues and things like that, because since we're still not out of this, there's so much uncertainty that it's mm. hard to, you know, have the distillation of poetry of, you know, contemplating, looking back, comparing it, um, you know, we're still in the moment. You know, I mean, it could be there's a certain sort of testimonial value. I mean, I think mm. it's different other, um, you know there's an immediacy of a certain type of social justice poetry that can be written in the moment very immediately because it's something uh, based on stuff that has been ongoing so much, uh, mm. racism and anti-Semitism and uh, homophobia and transphobia and things like that, that, um, that there's a, a substrata that it rests upon. Whereas the pandemic is still so new and uncertain for us you know, for, for, for our generation, even though there have been previous previous ones, it's been so long that none of us have lived through that previous one. So we, you know, it's, it's not our own experience, if that makes sense. So I think that the social justice poetry can happen in, you know, concurrently with the news in a way that's very different than the pandemic poetry, which we're still trying to live through, but don't know how to get a grip on. Hmm. Yeah. So. Really interesting, thank you. So, Lawrence, have you been working on um, the translations of Agnes this year during lockdown? So I've not done that much yet. Um, some of it was, uh, I mean, it's been wonderful that the, the Pen Translates Award uh, granted us the grant to do it. So it's something that I will be working on. But um, Agnes and I haven't been working on. Um, not 
recently. We we worked together on on the poems that were part of the window swap, um, but we started working together back in 2012, um, thanks to a, a friend, um, Zoraida de Torres Burgos, uh, who put us in touch. And uh, Agnes was the representative Benin for the Poetry Parnassus in London um, and needed some poems translated into English. And since there was nobody who translated directly from Gun into English, but she publishes all of her books in bilingual editions in Gun and Spanish, um, I was able to translate from the Spanish. And um, the way we worked was that Agnes would call me and recite the Gun so I could hear the tonality. I mean, it's a tonal language. Um, so I could hear the music and I would then recite the English so she could hear it and we would make any adjustments necessary. So we started working together in 2012. Um, some of those early poems have you know, been appearing in, in journals um, you know, in Modern Poetry and Translation 2016, for instance, um, in anthologies like Margaret Busby's New Daughters of Africa. Um, and now that we finally have a, a publisher who's going to be bringing out the, uh, the collected poems, of Agnes Alboton, um, which I'm translating thanks to, to this. So, so we will be working on it, but we haven't yet been working on it. It's interesting that you should say that though, um, Lawrence, that this idea of translating and, and Claire, you know, translating during the pandemic to keep the craft going, because that's what I've been doing and working mm -hmm. towards a book of translations that's coming out um, next year, um, translating from the Dutch, um, the work of Anne Vector. And that I found that really, um, that gave my days structure and something to, um, something to do that still is um, uh, an act of writing, but it's, it's more the craft of it, the craft of writing and translating, and it's not what, making new work, but it mm. is creating somehow work. That is poetry, and 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 um, so I worked on that those translations every day for a few hours, and um, so yeah, so I'd recommend Lauren get to start <laughs> start translating because it's really. <laughs> well, I'm sure Lauren has been translating. I've been. You have okay. And um, it's just that we haven't been working on this project until both of us have had time mm. to work on it. Yeah. At the same time though, one of the things that has happened in the pandemic is that I've translated a lot more poetry just for me. Um, you know, I'm, this, this year, 2021 has been particularly busy in part because um, Spain is the guest of honor at the Frankfurt Book Fair next year. And so there's a, a big, uh, there's much more support both for uh, Spanish publishers and agents who are trying to sell rights, but also for publishers who buy rights. Um, and as a result, I, I'm, I have a lot of uh, translation work lined up um, and stuff that I've been doing and, and turning in. But at the same time, I've, I've also translated um, this year. Um, I, I mean, I did as a, as a commission for a publisher, I translated around 200 pages of, of uh, excerpts from four different poetry books uh, for them to sell rights with. But I've also translated two entire poetry collections just because I wanted to. So, and I haven't gone back to them or done anything with them or things like that. So, um, you know, there's there's been a lot of translation that's happening. Um, and so, one of the things is that you know, in order to, when I go back to working on the collected poems of Agnes Arboton, I want to be able to um, to devote 
a big block of time to it without being distracted by other things. So it, you know, it kind of needs that I need to have a block of time and then Anya's needs to be available for us to talk to each other and recite the poems back and forth. And we just haven't been able to, to schedule that yet. Right, well, we're looking forward to it. Hope you do it soon. Um, so let's let's talk a bit, let's move on to talking about this window swap project then, because we've mentioned it, people listening might be wondering what it is. Um, it was basically set up by the Stanza Festival by um, Eleanor Livingstone and Annie Rutherford, um, an MPT rather kind of I grabbed on the coattails of the project at the end. Um, but they, they, they discovered this great website um, called Window Swap, where during the um, pandemic, it almost became a meme, didn't it? This idea of the view from your window and everyone always staring out the same view from the windows all the time. And this website where you people put all around the world put up views from their windows and the idea is you could have a different view for a while, um, swap views with someone else, which is a really nice idea. Um, so they decided to do this with kind of poets and um, they asked poets from kind of around the world, particularly around Europe, to exchange photos of their windows and then write a poem that was in some way a response to this view. Some, some poets really kind of very, um, it's almost like an act of ekphrasis, you know, they very much described the view from the window, whereas others took it in quite a different direction. But I thought it was a, just a lovely project and we got involved in helping out with um, getting some translations and so on. And it's, it's in our spring issue. Um, we just think they're great poems. So thank you, thank you all for participating in that project. Um, so perhaps, um, and yes, we've not heard from you for a bit, but oh, could you describe the view from your window, first of all? What was the, what was the picture that you sent to Astrid? Adaptado o lo que le ha sugerido um, la foto, ¿no? Y, y casi, casi, bueno, pues eh, se lo, lo ha clavado, porque eh, a mí también me ha dado mucho juego a, a leer la, su traducción y que me perdone, porque lo he hecho un poco así a lo tuntún para no darte mucho más la data, Lorenz, por. por, por ¿no? Y entonces, sí, bueno, al, al, al leerla también me recordaba como una noche esta de, de confinamiento severo, con la noche eh, oíamos cantar un ruiseñor y, y, y también nos pareció de noche, en, hacia allá a las 12, de 12 a 1 de la madrugada, y de ventana a ventana con un amigo de aquí que es pintor, participábamos eh, escuchándolo y intentamos pero rato este, este, este pájaro, ¿no? Era todo muy, 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 muy extraño. Y entonces, claro, con el, el poema de Astrid y luego alguna cosa que hay en, en la traducción que leí, también pensé... Se me, se me puso la piel de gallina y que como estando en distintos mundos ella desde Holanda que, que, con esta con esta fotografía de, de, de casas absolutamente 
bien diseñadas, ¿no? Bien, bien, bien mm. eh, rectangulares o limpios. Yo que vengo de un mundo absolutamente también todo lo contrario. Me pareció todo un, un, un bonito proyecto y, y, y esto de, de contraste entre poetas y poetas sobre que no vemos y que no y que, y que bueno dar bueno a este tipo de, 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 de imaginación y creación a la vez. Entonces, eh, la verdad es que desde, de, desde casa la, 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 hay un poco de montaña, pero mmm, no me decía nada, además estaba seco, estaba listo y por eso... Desde la, desde, sí, desde, desde, desde la foto que le he, manda, le he mandado al, al, al proyecto, se ve mmm, esta, esta venta, este, este papel ¿no? que, 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 que quería transmitir también. Um, so first of all, she wanted to thank um, Astrid for capturing for what the photo um, suggested to her, which she said really hit the bullseye and that it reminded her when she read the translation. Uh, in this case, I didn't do a translation, but someone else did a translation of, of Astrid's poem for her. Um, you know, she, she didn't want to make me have more work to do by, by translating it back. Um, so, but she said that it really, um, it made her get goosebumps when she was reading it and it reminded her of a night in the strictest moments of, of lockdown that they had when they heard um, in the middle of the night from 12 to 1 someone singing um, and uh, both of them were looking out the window, uh, both her and a neighbor who's a painter, um, and that, you know, to her this whole process was um, sort of magical that, you know, from two different worlds from, you know, other, other, from places that are so different, the views that are so different um, that, you know, I mean, Astrid's photo, which was so um, urban and rectangular of all of these apartments and things like that. So um, the fact that this act of uh, imagination and creation um, was something very special. And that, you know, she said that from, from her, from home, um, there's a little bit of mountain that she can see, but it didn't really say anything to her. She was uh, sort of dried out. And that, you know, by doing this experiment, seeing from someone else's uh, experience and window, that helped uh, wake her up. I love that idea of it being a bit dried out. That's a great expression that, that you know, you look at something so, of, so often the meaning's kind of drained out of it somehow, but someone else can put some meaning back in. That's amazing. Um, ha dicho que le encanta lo de, de estar seco, de haber visto tantas veces el mismo imagen, pero que otra persona puede uh, volver a infundirlo con sentido. I wonder, could Astrid read the poem now, maybe? You said such nice things about it. <laughs> um, yes. So this is the poem for the Window Snap project that was inspired by um, Agnes's um, um, photograph from her back window into her um, garden. And what I noticed, so I started, the first thing I did was I started reading her poems because I wanted to get a sense of what kind of poems 
um, Agnes was writing at her desk looking out of that window. And in one of the poems that was, um, there was this very, very, in one of Agnes's poems that I read, there was this beautiful description um, around a calm refuge of beautiful walls. And um, those are lines from a poem, they remain lying on the earth. And uh, so I thought I, so I wanted to take those lines from Agnes's poem and include them in my poem so that I kind of got a piece of her view and the work that she was writing in my view of her view. And <laughs> um, so that's what happened. And this is the poem and it's called Today. Today is Monday. Today it's like in Spain and with your head in a whole different galaxy that you found on Twitter. Sparrows perching on the wall, listen out for the noise of the cosmos. En un apicable cobijo de hermosas paredes, all has changed. Today is the day inside the day like an egg in the inside of an egg. You are hidden under the eyelids and someone put on 3D glasses to watch hordes of you descend on and cover every bit of today is the exact act of existing. Inside a calm refuge of beautiful walls, all has changed. Today, crickets chirp to the subtitles of a movie about an astronaut drifting in space with his face up or close to a wormhole, porthole, looking at Earth where tiny human hands wave goodbye, goodbye. And the astronaut, like Stevie Smith, can't tell if the hands are waving or drowning because today what keeps going keeps you going. That's it. Wonderful, thank you so much, that's beautiful. I love that egg in the egg. That's my yeah. favourite egg in the egg. Um, um, okay, and what, what, can you just describe, Astrid, what was the photo that you sent to Agnes? Um, it was a photo, I was actually, I was not in London, I was in Amsterdam at the time um, when I got Eleanor's email asking to um, participate in the Stanza project, Windows, the Windowsnap project. And so I um, took a photograph from, um, the uh, room that I was using as, as my study. And it uh, was a very dreary, gray, horrible um, October, early November day. And it was drizzling outside. And yet this, the gallery of the building, so it actually, the, my window there overlooks um, a gallery. It's an old 1890s, um, warehouse and there's a lot of concrete and a lot of regularity in its structure. The windows, the bricks, the colours, the concrete, um, the, the, um, there's a um, kind of rhythm to it and I was really, really surprised and pleasantly surprised to see that rhythm return in Agnes's poem. She kind of captured the structure of the view and so she didn't describe what she saw, but she, um, as far as I could, you know, from my interpretation of the poem, she kind of looked at the view and internalized the, the rhythm of it. 
and um, translated that into a poem, which was really beautiful and dreamlike. So something very dreary and mundane and urbane trans was transformed into something um, very beautiful and hopeful. And, and I, I, it was it's really, I was just, it's just lovely to read that poem. Wonderful. Um, Agnes, would you read us the original now then, please? Tu ututu opa trokukulemi mi tempo rude tronsonkoji opademi odu swingi. Tu trokukulemi mi ze ohui nuji chile opedudu puru voto sehwedeton. Tu ututu opa trokukulemi mi wanyuno. De mina no do, budo no la na oku, budo huwe ma jokbu. Todoro kukuleme, mi diyo beto, na ojo di dole. Na nuji juro, budo numi mo. Na kikisime, budo alo lili, do akbaza. Tododo, akba, tro kukuleme. Mi uon, de da yi mi le soukpa akpa, ou en ondo okbe mi ton. Toutro koukouleme, mi mwa ou nou mi mle, dodo mo yi, bon koto na, ojo di joto sreme ton le, bodo la lo ton le kbo. Toutoutou, okba tro koukouleme, Mi kikpa, mi de lesu, na kiken, alo mi mle, mi ton la eton. Anclados en los sueños, intentamos deshacernos de nuestra humanidad vencida. En los sueños, esbozamos la medida de un feliz y hueco paraíso. Anclados en los sueños, supimos existir al margen de la muerte y la injusticia. En los sueños, cambiamos el hombre por palabras, por deseos y miradas, por abrazos y caricias. Anclados en los sueños, olvidamos que hacíamos nosotros nuestra vida. En los sueños alcanzamos la pureza ignorando traiciones y mentiras. Anclados en los sueños admiramos el brillar de nuestras manos limpias. Okay. Anchored in dreams we try to free ourselves from our vanquished humanity. In dreams, we plot the dimensions of a happy, hollow paradise. Anchored in dreams, we knew we existed despite death and injustice. In dreams, we exchanged man for words, desires for glances, embraces for caresses. Anchored in dreams, we forgot that we made our own lives ourselves. In dreams, we attained purity, ignoring betrayals and lies. Anchored in dreams, we admire the shininess of our clean hands.
thank you. Such a powerful image. So powerful, in fact, that we've named our issue after it. Um, clean hands. Um, the um, focus on the pandemic in Europe. Um, so I think we'll leave it there. Thank you so much to all of our guests, Astrid, Agnes and Lawrence. Um, thanks again to the European Cultural Foundation and to Stanza. And just to say, if you want to read more of these window swap poems, they appear on the Stanza website, as well as appearing in our spring issue. And thank you everyone for listening. <laughs>